good morrow. Welcome to That's a Chunky. This is uh, Kevin here with J-Rod, King of the Slams. Uh, sorry yeah. we've been off for a while. They uh, At Jared's job, they kept moving his lunch back like hour <laughs> by hour <laughs> for like six weeks. Yeah, it killed. Killed. I and, took uh, so much. Are, are you going to tell them? Tell them what? How I housed Dylan's burger. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. I'm going to tell him you tried to kill the president, though. <laughs> Damn. I'm not saying it. How's it going? <laughs> going great. I, I was telling you before we started, I'm a little brain foggy right now. So this is not going to be peak performance, but uh, I'm excited to be back. I'm looking forward to it. Um. Yeah, the, you know, the resident fourth pointer brother. <laughs> we are we are going to talk about uh tim's episode of the characters today uh i think we've talked about it a little bit i did like a a watch yesterday and a watch today um we, we have some loose ends to tie up though okay we did our we did our battle of the bands last i kind of want to do one again but but we do need some more music we, we got some uh got a lot of dangerous nights crew music but we need some more uh the winner which i think you and i were diplomatic we did like all the songs um but i think deep down both of us liked bones are their money by the denim boys band yeah and uh they they won in in fairly substantial manner uh in our reddit poll so uh, shout out to them i love all the songs but yeah special place in my heart for that one yeah, it was excellent. It was yeah. great work, Dan and Boys, man. Um, yeah, I think I think they could be a real challenge if uh, someone remade, remade Lady Luck from the uh, <laughs> <laughs> Which, Paradise. Sketch. I don't want to stomp on it. The that that sketch really had me laughing this time, and it was never like a real favorite of mine. But it, it's quality. There's some good escalation in that. There's some good like just depravity it's good oh it's it's funny um i gotta i gotta tell a little story um so one thing that's been happening more and more um, you know you're a twitter guy i'm a reddit guy yes um reddit has a comment section and a lot of i think you should leave catchphrases are sort of creeping in into that um area um i have to say and i can get in more depth this i was supposed to have the tab open but i forgot to do it but but i can tell the story and get the point across um somebody posted this picture this video of a woman claiming that this hundred dollar bill a guy was holding what it was like a prank and he i think he kind of like picked up a hundred dollar bill and was like oh a hundred dollar bill and she was like that's mine and he's like is it like and she like keeps claiming it's hers and like eventually it's not a real hundred dollar bill and he's like you lied to me like if you said this was yours but it, you know it's blah 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 blah. so someone in the comment section is like she's a real piece of shit <laughs> um <laughs> so of course Great. i replied people can change <laughs> of course and i got fucking downvoted into oblivion like arguably the the downvotes I got negative four negative four hundred and forty one like are akin to saying something like 
Hitler wasn't that bad or something like that. <laughs> like, I actually think I got downvoted worse than saying something like that. Um, but the funny thing is some people of the show caught on. So like that post has negative 441 points and nine awards. <laughs> um, so it just shows like, you know, fans of the show are out there, but we are nowhere near uh, even a tiny, I don't want to use the word majority, but it's not, it's not as many of us as you think. I think it'll keep spreading, man. It'll, it, it's like the, it's like COVID. It's just <sighs> keep, keep permeate. And now I don't want to say that. Yeah. No. Yeah. I'm going to stand by it. It's like COVID. It's going to keep spreading. Season three, the Omicron variant. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's great marketing. They should absolutely use that. Yeah. seems like something Tim might do, but anyway, yeah, I kept doubling down. Uh, said they probably won't even let me hold the baby that got <laughs> big um and uh yeah so people, but, re- people reacted negatively to that uh yeah okay i think i think but what's funny though is when i look back of it look back at it all i said was that people can change and That's that true. like fucking infuriated people wow yeah i don't know if we have the most forgiving uh culture anymore possibly not and kids don't even know how to do cursive anymore. If I hear another oh. old person say that, I'm going to flip out. Oh, my God. I had to, There was some standardized test I had to do that I had to write in cursive, and it, it was ugly. Like, I could, not, <laughs> I could not get it together. They had to give me extra time. I had to write this little paragraph in cursive, and it, yeah, it was a Wait, disaster. did this happen recently? No, I, it was for law school. It was the LSAT. Like, you had to, like, wow. write some, like, attestation in cursive. And I was like, what the uh, fuck is that? Like, I don't know how to do that. And then so I was just doing like curly letters, basically. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, it still took you, me a while to do it. And then... Um, you made like I, yeah. the S from seventh grade? Yeah, basically. Yeah. The cool S. Fucking A. Fucking cursive. Uh, I want to throw out... Um, this shouldn't be too hard to find, but there's some sort of like Michael Bolton um, sketch show on netflix that's really made by like the lonely island guys oh um i saw a clip of tim robinson playing a celebrity chef in it and i i thought it was oh i've seen that hilarious yeah Yeah, that's hilarious absolutely um so um was a brewery in maine called mast landing and uh last year they made a ruben rabasa themed beer I can't remember what it's called. I actually still have two cans in my fridge. Yeah, I thought you were drinking one during one of these uh, sessions or whatever. I did. I'm saving two. If we ever get Ruben on the show, I'm going to wear one of those like novelty beer helmets and have the two cans in it at once. I am going to get fucked up, but... Um, it's worth it. It's worth it. Yeah. Like, what do I have to do if he's on the show? You know what I mean? I know. I know. Um, so they have a new beer, uh, which... It's can looks like uh, the Dan Flash's shirt, and it's called My Exact Style. <laughs> That's awesome. Just throwing that out there for people. I got to try to find that. And, uh, yeah, the last thing, I think, before we get into our sketch, maybe two more things, is uh, Tim Robinson was on a Tim Heidecker podcast for charity. And uh, did, were you able to watch that? Yeah, it's amazing. Was that recent? I think so. Yeah, because I because Tim Heidecker looks super young in it, but I think yeah. that's just how he looks. I think he's maybe lost some weight or something since without uh, the Howie beard. Yeah, without the Howie beard. <laughs> um, are, are they really from the same town? 
I they, don't like, think so. Oh, they made that. <laughs> yeah, Tim Tim Robinson is from near from the Detroit area. Oh yeah, right, not Allentown, Pennsylvania. Yeah, yeah. right. It's <laughs> a good call. Good call, Allentowners. Um, but yeah, Tim's hilarious, and uh, you know, basically the premise is he's just like the ultra hipster who doesn't like anything Tim Heidecker has done recently. Calls everything a cash grab. <laughs> um and uh do the old shit yeah it's great yeah tim heidecker calls him an asshole and he says see now that's funny (laughs) (laughs) uh so go watch that uh if you can't find it people know i'm highly accessible on instagram at that's a chunky uh and the last one was when uh antonio brown left the field of his game abruptly and started pulling his helmet and shoulder pads off Someone made a version dubbed with Carl Havoc saying there's too much shit on me. I got to fucking get it off. It's so great. Um, Speaking of cash grab, I think I'm going to make some t-shirts. Yes. Let's do it. If people are interested, uh, reach out. Your your Instagram message won't be uh, legally binding. Unless, say, one of the hosts of the show were a lawyer and we will fucking sue you into oblivion. Um, but yeah, I think we're going to make some t-shirts. Just keep that in the back of your head. Squirrel away. If you save uh, 50 cents a week for the next, say, two or three years, you'll have enough money to get one. Never um, do not make a size for like a skinny ass Indian kid because like that's that's not that's not going to be available. <laughs> well, the big question I was wondering is should should they be regular sizes or should we make sizes that will uh, fit over the chunky costume? <laughs> or at least fit over the Carl Havoc body, right? Oh my god. I wonder if Swayzine's gonna make that uh vest at all. I as someone who is looking for Carl Havoc Halloween costumes, not a I mean a lot of people went as Carl Havoc on Halloween, by the way. People made their own. <laughs> but there amazing. was not much you I could not find the mask or, or a mask that looked close enough to him. And I cannot find that vest. Um, but I think people managed to like go to the thrift stores and get it themselves. But um, yeah, Swayzine should absolutely. And shout out to Swayzine. I'm wearing his Dan Flash's shirt right now. He sent us some awesome magnets. Uh, oh my clown, God. Clown Peter the refrigerator yeah. poetry. Love it. Love it. Uh, I can't take it out though. Cause my, my two-year-old will lose it all immediately. Yeah, I know. So I'm just like looking at it longingly. And then, like, sometimes when I can't have something at home, I'll bring it to work. But, like, that would not be appropriate. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, I have some uh, issues with kids and a puppy that would eat all of them, even if they were stuck mm. on something. So I, I need to find the right time to introduce those to my house. I have them sitting here right next to me somewhere right now, actually. Um, uh, amazing, though. Amazing product. You know you're a dad when you have to sneak refrigerator magnet poetry. Not cool. I know. Not cool. Uh, who's that tall drink of water that just came in? That's uh, Sammy Paradise, old two eyes himself. <laughs> I was like, did someone come into your house? Like, I, that was a really good setup. I, I did not see it. Nice. Uh, yeah, I watched the characters. Um, I think if you made that one episode of I Think You Should Leave, I think it's in the, I'm going to say it's like in the top two or three. Controversial as a, statement. As a standalone episode of those sketches? Yeah. 
I don't know if I get there. I think um, there were a couple that were sort of misses for me. I appreciated them, but um, there were definitely some that could easily fit into season one or season two. Uh, yeah. speak, the limo driver sketch or the limo office oh my god is amazing the pointer brothers uh, a lot in there that i didn't quite remember um but you I see really... the you see the elements well obviously wagyu and chunky is a direct connection and then uh-huh. um just a lot of the humor is uh very in line with with season one and season two um and i really like sammy paradise i like that one too all right yeah um, let's go sketch by sketch yeah um so for me sammy paradise really follows the the uh the theme of i think you should leave um guy makes like a simple mistake and it's like okay so you go broke like you want to reclaim like strong arm some of your money back that's reasonable yep you want to get some money at the price of your dignity okay people do that um but then when nobody goes in and he still decides to follow yeah. through on it <laughs> it's just so i think you should leave i yeah i love it i love the when he tries to sell his girlfriend to uh that oh guy and he's like you could do anything rimming uh, you could pee on her or you could rip out her teeth and like keep them or something As souvenirs. <laughs> As souvenirs. <laughs> it's so it's so problematic yeah it is quite problematic um Hey, fat fuck, that's my steak. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and then it like he's you know trying to do the law the lawsuit with the fountain burning him, and then yeah, just like Gaspacho, just like Gaspacho, just like the uh, the steering wheel burning him in season season two. A lot of oh, yeah, a lot of like heat touching surfaces. Um, I love where he gets down to like sucking his own dick in the bathroom <laughs> and like charging admission. Um, and then it ends with him like straining to do it, and then he's like, "I touched it." And <laughs> <laughs> his poor like woman, like girlfriend or wife is just like, "I know, I know." Um, good fortune, ring a ding dong. I'm ruined. You jinxed them. You owe me fifty grand. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and then, yeah, like when he gets the steak, rare, not rare, one of a kind. <laughs> He's got like all the witty quips. Um, yeah, I, I think it's really, I like that. I think you should leave model because the the setup is so like non realistic. Like, yeah, I know. No, yeah, it's just, yeah, I, I think it's a really like well crafted sketch. Um, the guy who plays. I think it's technically supposed to be the chef um because he's like uh so like uh here's a tip change your career the yeah. face the guy makes when he looks at the camera nice yeah, nice little piece of acting there it was a good acting job yeah uh i'll take your oldest bottle uh extra bubbles <laughs> <laughs> yeah you know you're even saying stuff that like i i only had a chance to watch about one and a half uh, or watch this whole episode one and a half times. And I did not, I kind of zipped through that one because I wanted to see if I missed something on the others. But yeah, there are a lot of great lines in it. It's it's good. It's good. I, I remember watching this like between season one and season two, and I just was not as into it. And then this time around, it's got a lot in there. A lot of like good writing, a lot of good acting. 
premises, it, it works. I did not take notes this time. So I can tell you filled my role by you have like several pages of notes in front of you. I, I did take take some notes. Um, so after this one, what's what sketch goes next after this Lim- one? The limo one. Rock. The limo Thank goes you. right next. Oh, man. That's, I... my, that's my favorite, by the way. I, I love it. I love it. It's actually not my favorite on in this episode, but I mean, like, I, I think I would put it like top ten or top fifteen out of everything. I think it's just like, it's it's a perfect sketch, yeah. Um, and sort of like the deep the deep aspect of it, I was like thinking about today is what's funny is in the relationship in that office, Morley has all the power. Because yeah. he's so oblivious to anything that's happening to him. And he's so pitiful and sad that even like the three cronies um, are like, like the one guy goes, oh, Morley, are you doing okay, bud? <laughs> yeah, like, he can't even be mean to him because he's just too sad. That's a good observation. I, yeah, you're right. He's He completely diffuses them and deflates their balloon because... Roger's like the king, but like Roger can't phase him. I mean, like the joke fell flat and tapped into this like horrible story with like Uncle Dave in the tent and uh, his relationship with his dad at the end, which was like fucking devastating. It was great. I, I mean, it's a great sketch. I, where he, I yeah, where he I, does I lo- the whole uh, say it, say it, say it after he's he like, says I love I, you. Oh my god, that is so devastating. It's like <laughs> I love you, and he's like say it, say it, say it, and he's like oh. And that's um, maybe like the third saddest thing that happens in the sketch. He's like, Dad, I've got good news and bad news. The good news is mom's alive. The bad news is she's like boning my boss. And then he's like, no, he's super cool. And it's like, it, yeah, it's fucking amazing. Um, I love the guy, the looks on the guy's faces like Zach just like losing it after like he's like telling the story about the uncle and then his relationship with his dad, where he's like a sergeant or something. And he was like, sir, yes, sir, sir. Yes. Um, oh my yeah. God. It's, and I'm, it's, I'm it's trying dark, to look man. it up too. I think the man who plays um, King of the Slams. He's I been on a lot of stuff. He's been in I, quite a few things. I think, I think he was always on Conan. Yeah. 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 Um, but I think he's Conan. actually uncredited um, in the episode really IMDb. yeah unless i'm like totally missing it um but yeah he's hilarious just as like at the beginning yeah we got limos you're thinking of a hearse dumb much yeah, I know. <laughs> um and his t-shirt says yeah i play drums yeah I know. <laughs> and that's, then, a, that's a sneaky good shirt I, I, like his uh, an inside like deep dive tim tim robinson shirt Oh man, uh, I got in trouble with my neighbors over the weekend. I was listening to my jazz too loud. I'm such a jazz head, right? <laughs> uh, yeah, I, Tim is like, I mean, the mustache is great. Um, he, what are the other sketches where he has a mustache? It's like, is there another one? I guess the Sammy Paradise, does he have facial hair? I think he does. Yeah, I, I'm like more, more and more just like amazed by the by Tim's sort of like chameleon nature on the show. Yeah, 
Um, yeah, I, I'm gonna. Oh, I forgot to do this. We're gonna quickly grovel. Um, yeah. What the hell, man? Yeah, Tim. Tim um, is performing as part of this like Netflix comedy festival in LA. What is that in May? I think it's in May. Yeah, I think his his thing is in May, but it, the whole festival spans like a long time. I think. So like obviously no one could get tickets. Um, there was like very few um seats in the theater um but like jared and i want to go yeah i want to go and where i think you should leave historians i guess yeah fuck yeah we are um so if we can go uh like tell us what it has to be you know i'll dress up as sammy paradise (laughs) um j-rod will dress up as morley from the sketch or or whoever (laughs) Um, tell us what it's and I, I think if we made it out there, we could actually do a pretty awesome live podcast with people yeah. we know because they all live in LA. Like, what if we could get like Steve Moulton together with Professor Urabe? Yeah, it's you know, I mean, like the combinations would be magical. Throw so Jenny we're just Taco gonna like, yeah, oh my god, Nick Azarian, that would be amazing. We're just gonna like in a very dignified way, beg for it to be your plus one um, to the show. I think give you money t- for the tickets. I've been Googling, like trying to find secondary markets. The, the, the website says they're non-transferable, but I just find that hard to believe. Like, are they using like some sort of bio tracing to the original purchaser? I, I just, I can't imagine how they do it that you can't buy them. But I am looking. I am still actively looking, in fact. All right. I'm uh, pretty sure I would, like, get a fake passport for this. Yeah, we could do that. I've seen it happen a lot in the movies, like Rush Hour 2. I'm sure I could watch it, figure out what to do. Um, we should watch yeah. Rush Hour 2 and make fake passports. That's the next podcast, I think. Yeah. Hang hang with the co-hosts of That's Chunky. We're not really that cool, um, but we're loyal. Yeah. Yeah, we're loyal. But we are cool. Uh, yeah yeah we're cool too j-rod's kind of a jazz head right (laughs) (laughs) um yeah man Uh, to me that sketch is like really well put together like just his intro coming in about being a jazz head and the mustache uh and then like with the donut do you think i can fit this whole thing in my mouth that happens later at the end but you like meet morley the character and then like the whole uncle thing and it's like really sad and pitiful, but yeah, it's just funny. Like he, he has this weird power over the office because you can't insult somebody who doesn't understand. It's true. That sketch uh, is amazing. It, that's why it makes I me mad on. that like. Oh, sorry. Okay. No, I learned early on I couldn't insult you because you just would never get it. So you kind of <laughs> you're my kryptonite. Uh, or or at that time, like I wasn't. Uh, my brain wasn't registering memories anymore. I love the one of my favorite lines. You haven't mentioned it yet. Is when he says, "Like I just stopped something horrible from happening," or, or something yes. along the, to that effect. Where oh, my like, oh, oh my god! Oh my god! <laughs> um, then after he's like, "His uncle, whatever, gonna be over." I really hate that guy. <laughs> he's just like, "Oh my god!" I, I think I think it's Uncle Dave, and he's like, "Is Uncle Dave gonna be over?" I really hate that guy. Uh, and then it becomes like the sir, yes sir, yes sir. I love you. Say it, say it, say it. Yeah, it's great. Um, so where do, that, where do we go next? Pointer Brothers? 
Yeah, which is also a lot of sneaky good stuff in Pointer Brothers. I think that's, I mean, it it looks so much, so similar to the Buff Boys and That's a Chunky. Um, yeah. It, there are a lot of elements in there that, you know, hit later episodes, but it's good. I mean, I love the relationship between Wagyu and the, uh, <laughs> the female, like other <laughs> female employee <laughs> where he's like, she talked to me first and then it was like, we can't fire her because of what he did. Um, yeah. The woman rolling off the stage. Um, <laughs> I think I think Connor O'Malley is amazing in this sketch. Yeah, he's so good. Yeah, he's a star. Uh, he can like dial up the anger. Um, so so I have some notes. The funny thing, uh, the year before it was Bonnie Raitt. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> that's a that's a big step down. Yeah, um, that's that's a huge step down. Uh, that's a good point. Uh, if you look, clo- I read this on Reddit, so I can't take credit for this. If you look closely, um. They're all wearing gold chains with vials at the end. No, I did not catch that. I would presume might have the cocaines in it. Um, one of the hosts in the crowd has a great moment where they start. They like very. They might say like one line about what they're gonna do, and the guy goes, "Oh no, that can't be what this is." (laughs) 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 Um, I did some math. If there's a thousand people in the auditorium, which is what they said, and there's three of them, and they can point to one person a second, I actually think they could do more than that. Yeah. Okay. It Go should on. take about five and a half minutes. Which um, is probably the length of the sketch. But then there's the the wagyu can wagyu. the people. Yeah, that's the curveball. But should wagyu wagyu shouldn't be able to point faster than them, right? he's touching them right so like you saw him at the end he's just like he's walking down the aisle just touching heads (sighs) including women's heads so which he's not allowed to do (laughs) wagyu hates points (laughs) we will repoint you ladies don't let wagyu touch you he's not allowed to did you hear that paul (laughs) not after what you did so by the way every multiple times it's always Paul. paul so tim hates somebody named paul yeah, it's got to be. There's got to yeah. be something there. When he comes on the show, let's remember to ask that. Yeah. Do you hate? Yeah. God, we should keep a running list of questions. We're going to ask him. I know. Uh, um, don't point again. It makes it less special. Don't tell me what to do. <laughs> <laughs> um, so they tell the woman, lay down and roll off then. Um uh, her execution of that is hilarious because she just lays down extends her arms and legs out straight and just goes and then immediately falls to the ground and that's where it gets haywire like connor o'malley's like shut the fuck up you piece (laughs) of shit she's fine every man in this audience who didn't try to catch her is a fucking coward (laughs) (laughs) damn it wagyu that's gonna set us back (laughs) <laughs> and then at the end he's just saying this is your wife and he's like i know that the, the tim like pretending to bone someone's wife um as the wheels are coming off it's hilarious um yeah it's it definitely fits the mold of i think you should leave it's great i think if it was on i mean it would be in probably my top 10 if wow. well ooh, I, I know 
it's we're up to like 70 ama- amazing sketches right now or something yeah like i'm not going to commit to a number but um it, it's definitely in the it's up there with the like chunkies of the world and the um just like like baby pageant a little bit of that there too like some animus like tim really does like like kind of awkward audience settings i mean because it's like you know like this was a lot like the the you know the buff boy sketch where it's just people sitting around like kind of uncomfortable and i think like even the baby pageant is another instance where it's just a big crowd at like an absurd event um and it really delivers like pretty much every time i mean the buff boys is not my favorite sketch but i've been thinking about it a ton i I keep thinking of carve of beef and um fuck just some other like just uh, yeah that's a good crop and then you know like just um sam's delivery on a lot of those lines is hilarious and you're right the writing like the dialogue in it is pretty funny too yeah and Um, while we're we're gonna get into like we're gonna leak through some season three predictions but it seems like sam's kind of going for a trilogy yeah or do you think what do you think the yes sam you're right because i was thinking like there is a trilogy already with Pointer Brothers, Baby of the Year, and Buff Boys, but uh, you're right. It's Sam could be the trilogy on this one. So what's the next pageant? I mean, like you feel like he might go elderly. Yeah, because it's been kids stuff. So I mean, it's babies, like you know, kind of adolescents. I mean, you could go awkward teenagers on something, or you're right, elderly. Or like I think dads, dads like that. Could be dads could be something. Yeah, I think you're right. I think there will be something in this vein because, you know, even a character said something like this. So it's like, yeah, you know, he, he's going to do something like it. I think we might have just got ourselves a writing credit on season three. Like if any of those happen, we'll just. Yeah, right. It's our idea. Exactly. Fucking sue. Um, all right. Let's uh, let's I'm going to presume that we're going to talk about maybe the low point of the episode. The wrestling. Yeah. Yeah. I like the crapping the pants. I like the uh, torching the American flag. It's funny. Uh, yeah, which made me realize, like, you know, with, like, in the wrestling era and, like, video games, like, there's a lot of, like, sort of, like, the bad guys are anti-American. Um, yeah. Which is, like, he really hit that point. And I was like, yeah, you're right. Like, it's, it, they villainize anyone from, like, a foreign country, particularly anyone who's, like, Middle Eastern or Russian. Um, but what's funny is when they show, like, you know how Tim is so, like, worldly? Yeah. When they show those people in the sketch, like, they don't look cartoonish. They actually look kind of cool. Yeah, they do look cool. I agree. Kind of, I kind of appreciated that. I was like, that's Tim to the core. He's not going to yeah. take the, like, um, the low-hanging fruit. Um, I, I kind of think it's pretty easy to sum this up. I actually think the premise is really funny, and I think he's funny. But, like, when you're doing this, like, I think you should leave semi cringe kind of humor like you need more interplay between characters yeah that's a good and point. the 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 like um the host just doesn't like he's just playing he's not even playing a straight man he's just kind of like furniture yeah that's a good point and uh so i think i i even think tim probably looked back at that and was like i know this is funny like where did it go wrong and then he's probably like oh like uh like if he had had one of the other wrestlers there or something it probably would have been funny yeah, he, you're right. I think yeah, he needs someone else. You need it can't be a one man show, which is essentially what that sketch is. That's a good point. Yeah, the wrestlers aren't there; it's just pictures, and it's just him performing the whole time. Um, damn, you just dissected that and just diagnosed the, the problem, and 
I think we're all there better for it. And I think Tim diagnosed the problem and never he did it again with uh, any of the other ones. Three three funny things from that. He says uh, when the first one where he's talking about it, it was like not fair. He said no girlfriend jumping in. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he gets beat up by the girlfriend, and then later he says just man on man hardcore, and then he like checks himself and he's like match. Um, <laughs> don't spit on me. It's just a game. Uh, and then one wrestler who beats him, he says, you've been doing it way longer, which is just kind of funny because <laughs> being old is, uh, not good for wrestling. That's a good point. That's a good point. Um, another, uh, sketch that I think has a really brilliant premise, uh, Jeff. Jeff. Yeah. This was probably my second least favorite. I, I do like okay. the Jeff sketch. I like the guy who plays Jeff, who's great. Um, Unreal, and I love how it where it goes because it just it's like increasing absurdity. Um, oh yeah. What do you think is that like? If we had to treat this as a serious sketch, okay. Yeah. What is what is the dad's issue? Like what what is it that is, is it that he needs someone like a father figure in a weird sort of way? Although, or he wanted a boy. Like, what do you think his issue is? The great question. It could be father figure. It could just be a friend. That's a good point. It could be a friend. Um, uh, it also could be that he's in love with this sort of like weird American nostalgia. Hmm. Um, all the things he's like yearning for. Well, I mean, like, let's. I have to boil this down to. I've, I was really on fire today doing some like talk about themes. He is literally, he says, I miss him every day at the end about a person who doesn't exist. That's a good point. That is, that's some deep shit. Um, and it's, yeah, it's just like this, he's has this like, Amer- you know, like a lot of people are able to have this like dream of what their future looks like. So like he dreams up this world for his daughter that is incredibly unlikely to happen. And then he just like lets it go too far. But then, like, it's so crazy that he actually is feeling sadness when the person in this dream dies. It's fucking wacko. It is wacko. Um, what's funny is I think if Tim had a real singer record this, I actually think, like, 5% of our country would just, like, like the song. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure. I agree. I'm not going to dispute that. Um yeah, it's bonkers. You're right. Like, I don't know if it's like he's like trying to live vicariously through his daughter. Yeah. And then like, yeah, like, yeah, the <laughs> when he Jeff shows up to punch the guy hitting on her um, and he makes the knuckle sandwich joke, which I, I found very hilarious the way it was delivered. Yeah. Uh, um. Yeah. No, I like it. Um, I like, you know, the image of him riding on the back of the motorcycle is the thing that sticks with me oddly yeah um but uh yeah i mean it wasn't my favorite but it was good no i get it. it it's definitely like i think you have to be in the right mood it's like uh the lyrics just get like increasingly more ridiculous um but it's very subtle from the beginning like he, even part of the song is like his daughter hurting herself on her bike like, yeah 
like I wouldn't look back at something like that wistfully. I'd be like, oh man, remember when my daughter hurt herself on the bike? That sucked. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. um, you know, like uh, his name will be Jeff. He'll have a good job and your life will be so complete. I, I think maybe the argument is that like he actually is in love with Jeff or the concept of Jeff. Yeah. I don't know. Jeff's so cool. He's so freaking tough. He's funny as goddamn hell. Freaking <laughs> Jeff, funny as hell. Um, kisses my daughter so damn hard. That's yeah. That one. the scene of him making out with the daughter is just disturbing. Um, but yeah, it's that's yeah, that's Jeff. He talks about the rubber of the road. It's a little weird, isn't it? I think the whole thing. I, mean, I think it's like meant to make fun of these people who. Like, everything they like has to be something that, like, touches them in this nostalgic way. Like, I know people like this. Like, they can own. they're, like, just living in, like, one day in, like, 1974. And, like, all the movies they like have to be related to that and music yeah. and everything. And it's, like, there's a lot of good new stuff, too, you know? True. There is good new stuff. Like, there's a show called The Wire. It's awesome. Brand new. <laughs> I, I still have to rewatch that. I'm so pissed. I, I still haven't taken the time. It's a commitment, you know, to go back in. But I'm going to make a hot take. Uh, I think the first watch is the best of The Wire. Whoa. Okay. I do think season one is like the most rewatchable. Okay. Because, um, you know, there's like the little trick that they figure out. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah. yeah. And whenever you watch a show, like that you were trying to figure out the trick and then you get to watch it knowing the trick. It's fun to watch it again. Um, anyway, um, we got two minutes. It's not going to be enough for, um, for the, for gun, the, last the gun shop. Okay. But I, but I will log off and log right back on if you want. All right, let's do it. All right. All right. Back Fresh to that. Okay. Would you yeah. say? Fresh clock, we're good. Fresh clock. Welcome back to That's a Chunky. I'm only going to need like 43 of this 45 minutes to talk about the gun shop sketch. <laughs> uh, I, I am going to reiterate. I love this sketch. It's probably, okay. I, honestly, out of all the Tim sketches, top 10. You're going to go top 10 on this. I think no, so. Knowing that there are like 70 now. Yeah. Yeah. No, I I. I think I might be to the point where I've watched this probably top five. Like I've watched, I've watched this sketch like 30 times and it makes me laugh out loud every time. Okay. I, right. I think, I think it's <laughs> just the premise. I'm just going to throw it out. I think, I think poop jokes, fart jokes are hilarious. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think vigilantism, um, can also be hilarious um and just the way this sketch i mean obviously the sketch is a loose takeoff of dirty harry very not, loose but yeah not <laughs> loose, loose balls uh not actual <laughs> dirty harry but the character in the sketch who is incredibly meek and like uh non-threatening is trying to enact this dirty harry like fantasy on people that have been critical of his like bowel movements in public places. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, I have, I, I have a question. All right. Ahead. So do you think he's buying the gun 
to go back and, you know, shoot or, or threaten the people that made him feel bad? Or do you think he's really getting the gun for his personal protection in future events when someone shames him for a bad bowel movement? In a there's, a th- there's a third option. I'll go on. That he just wants to go to the store and feel the catharsis. Okay. All right. Um, but but in that light, I am gonna guess number one. <laughs> I, I think in perfect for the sketch. I think it's number two. I think it's <laughs> he knows that he's gonna have some paint jobs in the future in oh, George yeah. Lopez. Um, George Lopez might be involved, and <laughs> I think he wants it to like shut someone down for for embarrassing him. I mean, also like when we talk about. You know, it's really um, inhumane for him. Like, he has no control over this. Um, he's, yeah, he needs to go to the bathroom. So right. people who mock him and shame him, you know, there's some cruelty to that. So he needs to, he needs to, he needs the self-defense of, um, yeah, I, I just think his delivery of the lines. I also think the straight man is really great. Yeah, he's good. Yeah. He's really believable as a gun store owner. And then just like they they po- poke fun at the fact that like no gun store owner wants to not sell you a gun. Yeah, I know. I know. So he's <laughs> like half and then just like he first breaks where he's like, Whoa, did that really happen? Or something like that. <laughs> I uh I got some lines. Uh <laughs> it starts starts pretty basic. Put your hands up, punk. Say I didn't clog your toilet. Say it to my face, punk. Um, (laughs) So it starts pretty vanilla, and then it gets into, well, 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 make my day, lady at Red Robin, who said the (laughs) men's room was off limits for me. Say you were joking. Say I am allowed back in Red Robin, and I didn't do an absolute paint job in the men's restroom. (laughs) I mean, that's... And paint job. Paint job is great. (laughs) It's the funniest thing ever. Yeah, it's like it became mud pie in season one of I Think You Should Leave, but both of them are equally hilarious. Um, and everybody knows what they refer to. Like, yeah, exactly. In a God. specific way. I love, shout out to the use of Red Robin and La Quinta <laughs> and Greyhound, which are things that like, they, they definitely draw on something for me, but I've never really had a lot of experience with any of them. Like, I, yeah. I don't think I've never stayed in the La Quinta I've seen them everywhere. I've never eaten in a Red Robin and I've never been yeah. in a Greyhound, but it's just like his like imagery of those, like it, it impacts me in a way. Uh, it's really good choice of uh, businesses to go after. Yeah, totally. Well, 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 if it isn't the Greyhound bus driver who told everyone I took a dump so bad, we had to turn the bus around and go back to New Haven. Yeah, I went in there. But I'm not the one who did the paint job. I saw who did it. He was huge and he looked nothing like me. He was wearing a captain's hat. <laughs> but you told everyone it was me. Even George Lopez. <laughs> who so was hitching a ride with us because his bus broke down. Announced that it wasn't me. Announced it wasn't in the, the man in the captain's hat. So Tim also announced, like, he also understands the whole, like, how vocabulary can be funny in itself. So instead of like tell everyone it wasn't me, 
because the the captain of the bus has the microphone he's saying announce it wasn't me and there's just something funny about that <laughs> yeah it's a good point i didn't think about that tim fucking genius uh i think we got a couple more you ready yeah i'm always Am i gonna win a like a podcast award for this acting or yeah you're doing a killer job I mean, oh man keep it up well 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 if it isn't the maid at the la quinta inn who made such a big deal about what I did to the toilet. <laughs> I said I would take care of it myself. It didn't have to belong, become a huge screaming match in Spanish in the hall. By the way, is he saying he's bilingual? Oh, that's a good call. I love the idea of the character being bilingual. Uh, in front of all the other customers, including George Lopez. <laughs> And maybe now you won't have the manager make me get in the shower to clean myself off because you consent before you consent to clean the toilet. I don't even know why he's allowed to do that. <laughs> um, that's amazing. All right, I we got one more. That's my favorite rant, by the way. Um, it brings in George, Lope, George Lopez. The showering yeah. is hilarious. Yeah, this you're right. The span, yeah, it's great. Um, it's amazing. Well, well, well. If it isn't the manager of New Haven's Puzzle Room. <laughs> <laughs> Remember me? By the way, he's he's clearly looking at a script during this one. He's oh, like you looking think so? off screen. Yeah. Yeah. I'm the guy who solved all of the clues, but you still wouldn't let me out of the puzzle room. And then I accidentally <laughs> used the fake men's room. And you brought everyone in and showed them because the fake toilet didn't flush. And then you said in front of everyone, who does puzzle room by themselves? <laughs> it's a corporate team building exercise for work colleagues. And I said, I like puzzles. And you said, here's a puzzle, dickweed. Why don't you try to get <laughs> that real crap out of that fake <laughs> toilet without getting it all over yourself? <clears throat> Yeah, buddy, I never do this. By the way, if you ever had to test, like if somebody was like having some sort of brain issue where they couldn't laugh, just have them read that. Yeah, it's that's pretty outrageous. What and it's the fact that he uses puzzle room when it's like, what are all those places called? Escape rooms. It's just like, yeah, it's like a totally like I, I, I've uh -huh. never actually heard it called a puzzle room, but obviously it's Tim. Yeah, it's just he who does it. puzzle room. He has, like, no article in front of Puzzle Rooms. Very subtle. Puzzle room. There's one more they cut. It said, uh, well, 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 if it isn't the friend of the host of That's a Chunky, who somehow <laughs> doesn't like I Think You Should Leave. Say you like I Think You Should Leave. <laughs> Don't give a note. No, uh, that was off the cuff. I didn't plan that. That was fucking great. Thanks, yeah, fuck, man. Fuck that guy. Um, yeah, I would pull a gun on him because of his hatred. <laughs> I think you should leave. <laughs> Can't wait for stage <laughs> I know. <laughs> Could Vinod get a restraining order against you right now? I, I, th I think that I've probably given him enough to do that. <laughs> um, um, we um, if I'm Netflix, I have the link to this episode, and I think you should leave. Yeah, I agree. I think because a lot of people just don't know it, and there are memes off this episode, and people are like, "What the hell is that?" Yeah. Um. And yeah, it should be part of it. Why? Why do you have to look for it like that? And um, uh, I have to admit, I I think I've only watched like two of the other characters' episodes, 
I think it's all like generally funny. Yeah. But yeah. like, it's not. I would rather watch. I think you should leave for like the four hundred seventy fifth time. Yeah. yeah. Same here. I, I've started a couple others because there's the one um, comedian. She was in um, Orange Keep is the Blue. New Black. Lauren Lapkus or something. Is yeah. 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 Um, and then, yeah. Who else? Who else has one? There's someone Kate, from Kate Berland. Oh yeah, yeah. Right. 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 So real quick, uh, it's been a long time since I watched this, and this was like in my younger days where I could like go off the grid a, a little bit. But Lauren Lapkus has some sort of web series with Ben Schwartz, who's John oh, Ralphio. Really? Yeah, yeah, in their co-hosts of a morning show. Um, nice. I thought it was really funny. I think it's like six, like twelve-minute episodes. Have no um, idea what it's called. <laughs> <laughs> Can't remember. By the way, there's a subplot to these podcasts. My wife's uh, text comes, well, the text my wife gets comes to, through her computer, which I'm okay. using. And there's a, ba- and I only get to see what her friends are saying, but there's a, there's been like a 40 minute back and forth over potty training a toddler, um, mm. which is good subtext for the, the paint oh, job. Oh, well, um, well. So I can just imagine this toddler like pulling guns on people who shame them. But uh, that's been going on for a while. And it's it's pretty hilarious. <laughs> um, all right, I, I think I think we're gonna have to do something really difficult for the best the next episode. So, like, okay. I'm gonna give you time. Okay. I, I think we gotta rate the season two sketches. Yeah, yeah, we got we have to. Because season three is coming soon, um, or it's coming. Yeah, and I don't gonna, know anything about timing, but yeah, we're gonna have to interview some amazing character actors hopefully yeah we had a lot should, of luck season two we should try to get jeff from um the yeah. characters and yeah could, yeah or uh maybe the gun store owner that oh, could be another love option. Him. yeah let's um, do it we should go back for that yeah 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 i was saying to like uh to melissa today like i i kind of missed just doing the ones where we kind of were shooting the shit a little bit yeah me too yeah me too um season one was just like us shooting the shit it was and then we got too big and then we had to bring on the celebrities and then yeah i know we, we need to get back to our roots i'm with you I, I i'm more available let's let's the holidays are behind us uh we all have to stay inside from omnicron so let's just yeah fuck, fucking do it yeah all right um and like i don't know if it'd be a total cop out to put them in in tiers instead of uh fully rank them now we're, we're gonna rank them and like we have to remember everyone involved with the show, the last place um I think you should leave sketch from season two is still would still be like the best ninety seconds of TV on most networks this year. It's true. It's true. hundred percent. Um, and I'm not just saying that as a cop out, like I actually believe that. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I don't even know who would be my last one. I mean, I was really down on Buff Boys for a while, and now I think about it a lot more than I, than other episodes that I thought I liked more. I don't know why, yeah. but uh, I, I think number one for the season is going to be uh, really tough. Yeah, I mean, I we did that preliminary ranking a little while back. I mean, Coffin Flop is just genius, yeah. uh, and Crashmore is a juggernaut. Um, if yeah. you count both of them together. Um, yeah, it's a I, God. It still might be crash more for me. That's so fucking good. I, I'm gonna say at the moment where, when you say that, yeah, 
it's I think it's gonna be hard for me to not pick Crash Four. It's so good. God, it like on so many levels. It I mean, just the concept is brilliant. The you know, Biff Whiff is fantastic. Like I, I don't even know. I don't know anyone could do that. You, you could put fucking Robert De Niro in that, and I don't think he could nail it the way that Biff Whiff did. Um, yeah, that's a good, <laughs> good Robert De Niro face. Thanks. Our friend uh, uh, Jesse Robinson, um, he does yeah. a good Robert De Niro. I've seen he some does of his, do. Yeah, so maybe we can get him on to try to play Crashmore as Robert De Niro. Oh my God, young Crashmore. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I was I was really struggling without like during Christmas time to like not tell my kids that like Crashmore was coming to leave presents. <laughs> 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 um, yeah. Yeah, like Christmas is literally never going to be the same for me anymore. It's true. Crashmore is, he's changed it all. He's making jokes about tattoos. Such a piece of shit. <laughs> That's my quote. I've seen everybody, I know. <laughs> I've seen everybody nude. Um, seen that was every the other one. On the I, planet. Reddit has a, um, a, a subreddit called like AITA, which is Am I the Asshole? And I did one. I was like, I host a small show. I had on this actor. Uh, I, he does this <laughs> amazing community service like every year, and like it's it, he's really famous for it. And I I mentioned it. I didn't know I was supposed to mention it. And everybody gave these like super earnest replies. They were like, <laughs> uh, "No, it kind of sounds like he's the asshole. Like, what did you even do wrong?" And uh, it didn't blow up like I wanted it to. Um, but uh, what's funny is somebody posted one after, but they posted it on the I think you should leave one. And it was like my age 39 male favorite professor from college, 67 year old male housed my burger at Graham's Lorelei <laughs> Lounge. I called him out. Am I the asshole? Um, <laughs> so like, yeah, there's just so much. I think you should leave hijinks happening in this world. Yeah, I think the Billy Bob sketch, not even a sketch, the Billy Bob interview. Yes. Uh, I I don't know if it diminishes Crashmore a little bit or it actually makes it even better because it's like I kind of just envision him like just taking himself so seriously that he can't even acknowledge yeah his own like multi decade acting career when talking about his <laughs> his band that like no one ever heard of um, it's so amazing <laughs> and the guys feel so awkward yeah the, the bandmates are all just like had their heads down it's just like his like yeah. <laughs> Um, I think if I think if they had like done if they had redone the sketch with an actor or like a fictitious actor it would like severely take away from the sketch but I think if they had to pick any obviously real or fictitious person to do the sketch with to pick Santa Claus was just like so perfect and then to proceed it with the trailer of such a quote unquote hyper violent movie that knows what it is it's just like yeah they took something that was like smart and they borrowed and then they just like they really made it way better yeah Um, it's from a concept standpoint i can't imagine i i I just can't think of a better idea for something and then yeah then you add in the execution and the acting and the like you fucking suck it's like <laughs> uh, and then it's just like he, he may get to you but he sure as hell ain't getting to me he fucking said that you know it's just like uh it's it's it, so good it's amazing yeah and then the interview is like 
fucking 10 out of 10, man. I think, yeah, it's going to be hard for me to not make that number one. It's like, it's yeah, just complete genius. Um, yeah. Whew. I know. Um, oh, all man. right, man. I'm going to yep. go watch it tonight. I think. I think that's a good idea. Yeah. I'm going to, I actually haven't been watching it uh, a ton recently, but I'm ready to dive in um, and really scientifically figure out uh, how we got to rank, rank these. Sketches. I'm gonna have to watch a couple. I mean, when we did the rankings for season one, I had seen it, you know, 300 times each. I'm probably at like somewhere between 25 and 50 on season <laughs> two. So, like, it's gonna take some work to get there. Yeah, I'm not gonna be political either. Like, there, there's some sketches that like I know are top five for other people that like I love, but I love other ones more. Yeah, and uh, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna be real. Yeah. I don't do want to be bullshit like AOL Blast. <laughs> AOL Blast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's the perfect name for the show, too. It's like, Such a low blow at AOL. Uh, it, does AOL exist anymore? I think people still have AOL email addresses. There's like I read something. There's like something like 7,000 people who still pay AOL every month. Oh, my God. And I think they might still have dial-up or something. I don't even know. Oh, my God. Oh, dear God. I, know. I feel like it, if they had, like, like sent out more of their CD-ROM, they'd probably still be around. Yeah, I think so, too. Actually, Except no one, it, no one has CD-ROMs anymore. <laughs> That's the other problem. <laughs> uh, I actually read something. I think one year, it was something like half of the CDs printed in the world were AOL. Oh, my God. They were just, like, putting them everywhere. You know, I've been thinking about businesses that like kind of missed it. You know, like Blockbuster Oof. really, really missed the Netflix thing. <laughs> like, yeah. big time. Yeah, uh, bad. Even, even with the disc, like the sending the disc in the mail, like that was a genius idea by Netflix. And then they just went full streaming and Blockbuster just cannot do it. And then I was thinking of like, do you remember Evian? Um, so it was like the bottled water when yeah. bottled water was not a thing. It was like, you know, it was the fancy bottled water. And then bottled water became a phenomenon and Evian's like host, you know, it just got completely routed by all these other companies. And it's like, what the hell did they miss? And then I've got to think AOL, like it was a tech giant and now it's a fucking joke. Like, you know, what, what did they miss? Like they did not see where the industry was going. I I don't know. It it just, I'm always intrigued by that is like people who missed the boat when they had the, they had the lane. I mean, I think they pissed off Santa Claus and then just... That's true. They did. Fuck. They fucked up. He yeah, no. The, the crazy thing about the world is, like, essentially every business goes out of business at some point. That's a good point. That's pretty dire. Jesus. It's pretty wild, you know? Except for my that com- chunky podcast. My, my company's not going to go out of business. What's your, com- what's your company? <laughs> I, no, I'm not saying. <laughs> Shit, I'm going to invest. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you're right, man. People fail. God, what a... Fucking dark fucking dark well if you're feeling dark just uh think about baby of the year on the way out i will i always think about baby pancake by drunk dump truck driver (laughs) (laughs) they usually don't say how they die (laughs) shut Shut up up. (laughs) all right let's go out on that it's always a pleasure uh kevin aka uh sammy paradise (laughs) <laughs> no, I don't know if I want that comparison. Uh, lady luck and 
uh, J-Rod, King of the Slams. We will uh, hopefully see you guys sooner than our uh, last hiatus. We're back. We're back. As long as they don't keep moving our lunches back. (laughs) I know. Is that even allowed? It's not. It's not allowed. All right. Um, That's a Chunky has always been supported by the Etsy shop of Swayzine, S-W-A-Y-Z-I-N-E. In the past, you've seen his amazing motivational posters, his um, At the Nighthawks Diner featuring characters from I Think You Should Leave. Uh, You also know his vintage jazz posters of Paul Bufano, Marcus the Worm Hicks, and Mookie Kramer. Um, Swayzine has a ton of new items in his shop we wanted to let you guys know about. Um, Those three jazz posters have been turned into uh, attractive t-shirts. The Marcus Hicks in blue, the Mookie Kramer in green, Paul Bufano in white. He has a uh, very affordable uh, Bozo the Clown clown pewter sticker that you can put on your computer. Um, there is a baby of the year bib and onesie. Uh, he has angels and archways t-shirts um, as well as uh, two new posters, one featuring dangerous nights, um, which is being framed and put on my wall and an amazing portrait of uh, Brian from the uh, hat sketch, the insider trading sketch. Um, But the whole point of me re-recording this ad was to tell you about maybe the most innovative, I think you should leave product I've seen in my time doing this podcast, which is actual Dan Flash's shirts. So this isn't like a t-shirt that says Dan Flash on the front. This is a short or uh, short sleeve polo or a long sleeve uh, collared shirt that has the pattern Tim Robinson is wearing in the Dan Flash's sketch, uh, affordably priced at $30. I know when I went um, to the Dan Flash's stores at the Creeks, I spent $800 out, out the door and um, didn't eat for a long time. Uh, saving my per diem. Um, But if you go to etsy.com slash shop slash Swayzine, again, Swayzine is S-W-A-Y-Z-I-N-E. You can own these shirts yourself. Um, And we want to thank Reggie from Swayzine for his support of That's a Chunky. (music) 